Breakfast Morning Show, The Breakfast Club. Man, what the hell is this, man? Breakfast Club, bitches. I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every... Wake your punk ass up. This Chris Brown. I've officially joined The Breakfast Club. Say something, motherfucker. I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show. Breakfast Club, bitches. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, TJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. Hey man, I woke up this morning and I profiled the hell out of a white man. What happened? Soon as I pulled up to the radio station, it was a sketchy-looking Caucasian standing out front. He was tall with a beard and long black coat on, long black trench coat. I said to myself, he might be the shooter. And what you okay. do? He said, well, when I got out the truck, he said, what's up, Charlemagne? And I said, what's up, man? And I walked briskly into the building. Briskly? All right. <laughs> briskly. But it felt good to profile a white man. Oh, so my I dropped goodness. one of the clues bombs for white men getting profiled in 2018. My, my goodness. My times are changing. Speaking Sheesh. of brisk, how brisk is the weather in New York? They're saying there's going to be another nor'easter tomorrow. Ain't nobody got time for all that. They say it's going to start tonight into tomorrow. enough, man. A lot of wind, a lot of snow. Tell I mean, it is winter, relax. guys. It is winter. Is it still winter? Yes. Yeah. When is daylight savings time? That's coming up, though, right? Mm-hmm. When is winter over? Yeah, does anybody Come on, know we're not weathermen. Winter? But I, I thought winter is over once March Madness starts. No. When the college basketball tournament starts. No, no. Y'all sure? No. I think winter might be done, man. No, nah, I, I think it's still winter. I think we might be in something else. Like, it's a season between uh, winter and spring. Okay, winter is over March 20th. Almost. See? Okay. We got a little time. What's today's date? You ask him six. questions. Yes, it's six. Yeah, so why you, you have questions? questions you don't know as you look at your phone. I didn't know. <laughs> now, um, I watched, uh, man, last night for three hours, I watched The Bachelor. Why? Because my wife's into it. Gia likes wow. The Bachelor. So sometimes I got to I gotta watch that show. And, uh, wow. It was three hours, a three-hour finale, and it didn't end. Three hours? And it didn't end. They had, a, they had a twist, and now there's another hour tonight. Why is your wife into watching three hours of eligible men? Well, it's Bachelor and Bachelorette. She watches oh, both shows. Oh, you didn't say nothing about the Bachelorette. This, you just said the Bachelor. This season is She's Bachelor. Like, being single is so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Next season is Bachelorette. She's into it. I don't know why, and it's pretty good though. I ain't gonna lie. I was, I was, I was drawn. Yesterday, I hosted a Three spa hours. party for a artist on Def Jam, Danny mm. Lee. Shout out to her. Those are fun. And I have to tell you, it was uh, she had a friend to her. She's only 22 <laughs> years old, but I'd rather be at a spa party. Why are you laughing? Shut up, man. I'm listening. <laughs> listening to somebody's album than at a club, necessarily. We had a good time getting massages, getting facials, getting foot scrubs. She a rapper? Uh, no, she's a singer. Oh, okay. Come on, be honest with you. Last thing I want to hear when I'm in the spa is some rap music. No, it's really nice. Have you guys ever had a foot scrub? You goddamn yeah. right. What's wrong with you? I never did that before. It's always just part of my massage, but I never just got a foot scrub. Man, I'm a manicure, pedicure expert. I love it. I love getting my feet rubbed. I love when they take that brush and they scrub the bottom of that goddamn well, foot. I don't mean a pedicure. I'm talking about all they do is... Yeah, just the yeah. bottom of your foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You gotta live a little more, yeah. I love it. No, I get massages all the time. I feel like this. If I'm gonna spend half an hour doing something, it's gonna be a full massage, not a foot scrub. So I've never you done it. You gonna make me that. call Massage Envy right now and make an appointment. You know, I'm, I go to Massage Envy. You know, Massage Envy do stretches now? Yeah. They stretch you for like an hour if you want to. Absolutely. You get there and get scratched. Oh my goodness. Love it. All right. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Elements is popping. So you've never been to Elements, though, right? No, it's not expensive. No, Elements and Massage is pretty much the same thing. But let's get the show cracking. Uh, Marlon Wayans will be joining us this morning. Oh, yes. He will be here to talk about his new Netflix special, Woke Ish, that he got $13.5 million for. Woo. All right. We'll talk to him about that. And we got front page news, Yee. Why did you just announce that? Oh, I didn't mean to say that. Damn. My bad. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, let's talk about this Nor'easter that's coming. And then let's talk about e-cigarettes and the dangers of those. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news now. Nor'easter's about to hit New York City, huh? That's right. So if you have travel plans, just make sure that they're not disrupted by a midweek Nor'easter that's going to be coming tomorrow. They're saying prepare for four to eight inches of snow and temperatures will be around the freezing mark of 32 degrees. That's in New York City in Long Island. But of course, that can affect travel going other places as well. Don't be messing up my screening for wrinkling time tomorrow, Mother Nature. Now, I'm having a big daddy daughter date oh, tomorrow. I don't know if that's going to happen. And it's already packed to capacity. Now, don't be messing up my my screening for they wrinkling probably time. probably won't cancel that. I have a book We're club. We're not canceling it. <laughs> yeah, I have my book club tomorrow for Black Girls Rock and DJ Beverly Bond, who started Black Girls Rock, is supposed to be coming. I'm trying to figure 
figure out, am I, should I postpone it now? Might want to postpone it now because we don't know how bad the weather's going to be and you don't want people traveling in that nastiness well, to try to make way, it. If you're from New York, you're from New Jersey, you, you know how to walk through some snow. By 7 o'clock tomorrow night when my screening from Wrinkling Time is, I think we'll be fine. When you when you tomorrow night, you what time is your start? Uh, it starts at 6. Oh, yeah, I think we'll be fine. There'll be some snow on the ground, that's all. All right, weatherman. All and right, let's I'll talk keep about it going, then. Let's talk about these e-cigarettes. It's got to get weatherman. So, what they are there's been all different kinds of studies on e-cigarettes since they got invented back in 2003. We're trying to figure out how harmful are those. Now, even though e-cigarettes are being used as a nicotine alternative, smokers are trying to kick the smoking habit. Uh, what they are saying now in a study that was published just yesterday, there's five cancer-causing toxins in the urine of 16-year-olds who inhaled e-cigarette vapor. And a second study found that e-cigarettes encourage teens to start smoking traditional cigarettes. Now, last week, a study of nearly 70,000 people found that daily e-cigarette use can double the risk for heart attack as well. So if you com- uh, continue to smoke regular cigarettes every day along with e-cigarettes, that combined risk goes up five times. So basically... They're not good for you, just so you know. Right. But, but, but e-cigarettes and sex robots, same damn thing if you ask me. And why would you think that mm-hmm. e-cigarettes are healthy? You're still putting something in your body that shouldn't be in your body. How are you saying it's healthy? E-cigarettes probably give you cancer. I don't think that's... I didn't that, say it's healthy. Oh. I, I said, but I think why would you were, think they're healthy? People were looking at it as an alternative to mm. smoking. They thought it was better. Man. But uh-uh. turns out it's Listen. definitely not any better for you. Smoking anything isn't good. All, all, it, all it is is oral fixation. You just like having something in your mouth. That's all it is. So it could be a toothpick. It could be a straw. Uh-huh. It could be a... F- okay. Uh-huh. All right, now. What? 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 <laughs> you don't know what I'm going to say. Yeah, we it know. It could be a chew stick. Okay. All right. <laughs> it's, got- it's just an oral fixation. You just like having something in your mouth. All right. Now, let's talk about United got- Airlines. They tried to replace bonuses with a $100,000 lottery. So imagine, all right, you work at United. You're used to getting your bonuses that add up to about $1,500 over the course of the year. They take that away from you and say, okay, we're going to have a lottery. A, a lucky employee selected yeah, right. at random is going to get $100,000. Nah, you can't do that. That's whack. Yes, and then people will get other prizes like vacation packages. The Breakfast Club. All right. Yeah. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, MV, what up? What's oh, up, man? What's your name? The toe sucker. How you feel, cousin? The toe sucker. All right, toe sucker. Get it off your chest. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. I want to talk about uh, this 50 Cent saying nasty things about Rick Ross. And the brothers laid up in the hospital. I thought that was way out of line. What do y'all think? You know what? I, at first, I thought about it, and I almost called him, and I was like, come on, enough's enough. But then I, th- I really thought about it, and I said, there's a couple of people that, and I hate to say it because I'm working on myself, but if something happened to them, I don't give a F, you know? And I don't I was know that like, I would maybe, post about it, though. I, I, I mean, yeah. I said, maybe 50 feels a little differently about it, but, you know, I thought Ross was a good brother, and I, I thought I, that it was a little far, but there are people that, if something happened to them, I really wouldn't care. Listen, here's the thing. We need to stop looking at this from our perspective. I personally would never do anything like that. But this is consistent with the brand of 50 Cent, okay? 50 has got at his own son. You think he give a damn about Rick Ross? I'm just saying. That's true. That is true. I don't think it I didn't agree with it, but hey, that's 50. Hello, who's this? What's up, MV? Hey, Trav. What's Hi, up, Trav? Trav? Hey, what's up, Charlemagne? Hey, sis. Trav, what's happening? You, you got to give us your Instagram again. Everyone's DMing me, asking me. Uh-uh. Come I'm good. Are you single now? Trav, so you don't want to be out there like that. Well, you said it was D- <laughs> DB- DBB, right? No. Listen, I want my Instagram out there because the people like the shady ass shade room that be posting people when they're not supposed to be posting people. What happened? They, they posted Charlemagne's wife when everybody knows Charlemagne tries to keep that side private. And they just clearly was being shady. But you know what? It don't even matter because I was filtering through the comments and everybody think your wife is beautiful, Charlemagne. You I don't want to clues bombs for her. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what you're talking about. My wife is a beautiful white woman. And um, <laughs> I, I don't know who that woman was on the shade room. My wife is a Nubian white queen. Well, clearly someone well, gave them that. I think that picture got service, so they must have get, been given that picture from someone. Long blonde hair, blue eyes. No ass. Well, put it like this. If a picture was to ever come out, that was the best picture because she was flowing at her heels, her hair was laid, and she was looking beautiful. Hey, I would love to claim that, sister, but I'm married to a white woman, sir. Well, Trav, <laughs> let's let's get a picture of you on the shade room. All right, her name is her name is Rebecca Renee. Why are you making up a Shut name? Shut up, man. <laughs> Trav, you have a good one. Have a good day, yo. <laughs> okay. Hello, who's this? Down, man, from Queens. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Get it off your chest. Number one, I just want to say I'm blessed for breathing. 
And I just want to say I'm mad because I'm broke. I mean, I'm trying everything. I, I'm at $30,000 a year. What more do you want from me? $30,000 a year is a lot of money. Where you work at? Where you live at? I live in Queens. I work at the hospital. I don't want to give out too much information. I don't need my friends knowing my broke life. That ain't a lot of money. That may not be a lot of money in Queens, but you'll live like a king in Monk's Corner, South Carolina with 30 grand a year. I got to go. That's where my pops is from. I got to go down there. Yes, you do. My mom is an English teacher. Well, she's re retired now, but she was an English teacher for over 30 years. I think the most she ever made in her life was $30,000 a year. Damn, English man. teacher. Well, you're making up to show her different. Another thing, I'm a com comic. Follow my Instagram, the ruler 13 Is this going to make Instagram. you some money? Let me ask you a question. Why would we want to follow somebody broke? <laughs> we might be funny, though. Why would, why would we want to follow somebody broke? I want to follow ballers on Instagram, even if you're faking it. I want to see you. Don't follow Slice Moolah? You don't follow Slice Moolah on Instagram? You got to follow Slice Moolah. I don't even know who that is. Me neither. What is that? Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Yeah, let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? What's up, Breakfast Club, Breakfast Club, Breakfast Club. This is James from Indianapolis. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. I'm blessed today because today marks my first anniversary of my year, of my job. Okay, where you work at? I work at Managed Health Services in Annapolis. I appreciate y'all every morning. Keep me inspired. And why y'all bored out with like dancing, dancing from YouTube videos? He do look like dancing, dance. <laughs> I think My the word is inspired, not inspired. I like, understood yeah. what he I was. like inspired though. That's I'm gonna start it, yeah. using that. Let me understand what he, he said. He made up a word. Thank you, bro. I feel inspired this morning, and that is dancing, Dan running all boards. Uh, he jumped on him just now and danced on him. That's why the songs played early. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Chuck from Nashville, man. What's up? Get it off your chest. Oh, yo, man, I'm feeling blessed, man. I just had my son, man. I'm feeling so blessed, man. It's a new son. Congratulations, man. That's I, awesome. I, I hope to have one soon. What's his name? Kari Jamal. Okay, right, congratulations, man. Welcome, Kari, to this world. You sure it's yours? You don't sound too confident. Oh, my goodness. Hello, who's this? What's up, man? This is Y411K, man. What's up? Get it off your chest. You already know, man. I'm mad because, like, I feel like people that have, like, true talent is being overshadowed by so much bad music being put out that it's hard for people like that real talent and real superstars to come out. Like, it, it's been my dream to come on Breakfast Club to get an interview, and there ain't no doubt in my mind that I'm going to be there one day to, to sit down in front of you guys and talk about what I got going on. And if you if you, if you don't believe me, all you got to do is go look at my video when you get a chance. Well, let's hear something right now, since you on and millions of people are listening. Oh, God. What, you want me to drop something right Yes, hurry up. Shout out to all the Turn it back on me. Oh my goodness. Boo, boo, boo. Why are you boo, saying it back on him? Boo. You can't be so critical. You, if, you, if you don't believe me, call me. All you got to do is go look at my video on YouTube. Y401K, all gas, no brakes. If you don't like it, what is it? I won't even rap no more. I'm going to be honest with you. No you need some brakes. Y401K, all gas, no brakes. If all right, you don't brother. like it, I won't rap no more. I don't like what you said just now. That first ball was shaking. Shaking, right, shaking, right, shaking, shaking, shaking. Give him a shot. It might have just been the first ball. Hello, who's this? This is Nikia from Atlanta. Hey, Mama, get Hi, it off your chest. Hey. Yo, so I accidentally hit a piece of my side mirror going into my garage, and I have to buy the whole unit. It's a thousand dollars. What's that? So you got a, what kind of what kind of Range Rover? No, I drive an Infinity truck. Oh. Now hold on. Before we go any farther, before we go any farther, this is not going to be one of those mornings where you tell us that you need some money and you get some money. So no, 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 she no, got no, it. She got no. an yeah, Infinity truck. She, she got, got an Infinity truck and a garage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good for it. It's just the fact that it's just a little piece. You should try to see if they could get a piece off of a um, another Infinity truck from somewhere. Well, she got to buy yeah, a new and probably I, paint I, it back on. Yeah, I tried all that. I looked for it. E even used, because it has the camera. Exactly, mm. the used one. Okay. So, I have to, so even used is like $800. So Sheesh. Like, you might as well get a new one. <laughs> no, I'm so sad about Just buy a whole new car, man. Yes. Throw the whole car away. <laughs> I know. That car been shot up and everything was stolen. Shot up? Yeah. Yeah. what kind of stuff are you yeah, what into? What are you into? Drugs. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I don't know. I don't you a know. drug dealer? You a trap queen? How on earth has your car been shot up? Okay, so somebody accident. Well, somebody scratched my car, so I took it to the body shop to get it fixed, and then somebody stole it from the body shop. Oh my god! Robbed a bunch of people. Lie. And they 
swear to God. I you know what you into. Nakia, grow up. Live up to your name. This okay? car sounds like bad luck. Yeah, definitely bad luck. You might need to trade that car. Nakia from Black Panther would never. <laughs> no, right. Have well, a blessed day, I'm Nikia. sorry, mama. Thanks, guys. All right. Get it off My your chest. Hey, I just want to say, too, the white guy that I profiled this morning, mm -hmm. his name was Jacob. Oh, he's from Montreal. I'm looking at him right now. He's online taking pictures with uh, Elvis Duran. Oh. So he tweeted that he saw me this morning, and, they, and now he's taking pictures with Elvis Duran. I'm sorry, but you look suspicious, sir. You're tall, you white, you got a beard. So the white guy wasn't scared of him, but the black guy was scared of him? Definitely. Oh, hey, man, I'm profiling. I huh? like to shoot it at me. I don't know. Okay. Get it off your chest. E, we got rumors on the way? Yes, we are going to talk about Rick Ross. He's home. We'll give you an update. Also, Mary J. Blige. Her divorce trial was supposed to start yesterday. We'll tell you what ended up happening. All right. We'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It ain't safe. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Tiffany Haddish. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, Tiffany Haddish will be starring in a Tyler Perry movie, The List. She'll be alongside Tika Sumter and Omari Hardwick. Now, the movie is already set for a November 2nd release date this year. So it's about Tiffany Haddish. She's the wild sister. She gets released from prison and re-enters her life. And that's when Tika Sumter is forced to accept that she may be getting catfished by an online boyfriend whom she has never met in person. Dropping the clues bombs for Tiffany Haddish. All, cool. Queen, all hail Queen Tiffany Haddish. So you're going to see a Tyler Perry movie now in the theaters. Yes. You've seen a couple of them before, though. You've seen in a the couple theaters, of them before. Have well, you? I, uh, yeah, I used to go see Tyler Perry movies in theaters all the time, but then I stopped because they turned out to be trash. A lot of them were trash. And I'm only the going to. The Family That Praise was a great movie. Did I'm you see that? I'm only going to see this one because of Tiffany Haddish. Daddy's Tika Little something. Girl. I've never seen any of them. you never seen Tyler Perry movies? No. you never no. seen any Tyler Perry movies? That's crazy. Daddy's Little Girl is good, though. Yeah, it is. No, I haven't but seen But so is. you never seen The Family That Praise? I don't remember what that is. That's a good movie, too. I saw him plotting on, on Drake the other day, too, trying to find another light-skinned savior to have in one of his movies. You know light-skinned guys always save the day in Tyler Perry movies. You guys, listen, hit me up and tell me your favorite Tyler Perry movie. We're going to make everybody Man, ain't nobody got time for that this morning. Why are you doing that to people? No, I want <laughs> everybody to tell me what your favorite one is. What's the one that um, Janet Jackson was in? Oh, when The Rock shows up at the end? Oh, sexy, flexy, light-skinned man at the Why end? Why are you such after, a hater? After Janet Jackson gets her dark-skinned, bald-headed boyfriend killed? Yes, Who was her boyfriend hater. in that movie? Malik Yoba? Was it Why Did I Get Married? You, you look at me, I have no idea. That was what that was? Why Did I Get Married? I hated that movie. Oh, I, I couldn't stand movie. that movie. I wanted I'm to telling you, I'm not going to lie. I'm not hating on Tyler Perry in any way, shape. I do like some Tyler Perry movies. I've never seen one. I'm going to see The Light because of Tika something, Tiffany Haddish. And Amari Hardwick's in that movie, yes, too, I, I believe. Yes, I said that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, congratulations That's a good again cast that'll get to me Tiffany to come Haddish. Out. But I, I do need y'all to add us because I'm going to make... Amber, you got to watch some Tyler Perry movies. Tyler Show Perry going to have Amari Hardwick with his shirt off the whole film for no you're reason. In, you're in you're a hater, yo. I don't know Right, DJ is going to have to turn himself in, and that is on April 10th, for failure to pay child support. He owes more than $1.3 million oh in back child support. Now, usually, these cases are handled in state court, but because he owes so much money and because a lot of uh, different states are involved now, it's a federal case. How, much, how, much, how, how long did it take him to, to, to rack up that Accumulate that much money, yeah. Well, he uh, has failed to pay child support. He has multiple kids, too. So he was placed on probation for three years. He accepted full responsibility, but he still hasn't paid. So what so. you been doing with your money all of this time? All of that loving hip-hop and hosting these parties? What you been doing with your bread, Stevie? I don't know. But Mary, bread? Mary J. Blige, her divorce trial was supposed to start yesterday, but her and Candu have decided that they are going to settle the case out of court. That's smart. Yes. Hopefully everything works out or they'll be back in court. But... I guess the good thing about this means that you're not going to hear all of their inside information that's going to be aired out. That would happen during a trial. Yeah, and the lawyer so fees will cost a lot, too. Yeah. yeah, everything gets kind of more private and personal in this way. So hopefully they do manage to come to some type of agreement. Yes, please, man. Stop dragging Mary through the mud. Please. A and Rick Ross is home. He was in the hospital for four days. It all initially started when somebody at his house called 911 and said he was unresponsive and slobbing at the mouth. They are saying he did have respiratory issues, and it turned out to be heart-related. And he had been to two hospitals because of his condition. Now, he's also supposed to be having his daughter's Sweet 16. He paid $100,000 for that. He actually had reserved a section of the Versace mansion nearly seven months ago to get ready for the Sweet 16, but now they're going to postpone it because they want to make sure he can be there. It was supposed to be March 17th. Drop one of clues bombs for Rick Ross. Mm-hmm. You know how rich you got to be to postpone your daughter's birthday? 
I yeah. mean, the birthday celebration. No, your nah, birthday, your birthday on the give you that money back. Yeah, your birthday on the sixth. Nah, this year is on the ninth. No, nah, right? yeah, that's that's a lot of bread. They're not gonna Maybe get that money po- back. Well, they'll probably postpone it for another date for him. I mean, it's an emergency situation. I hope so. That's a I lot hope of so bread. Too. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Marlon Wayans will be in the building, so we'll kick it with Marlon when we yeah, come back. He's got a new Netflix special out right now called Wokish. Woke-ish. You got thirteen point five million dollars. Why you put that much that money in that man Jesus, making? Why do I keep saying that? My goodness, because he Apologies. definitely isn't trying to. All right, we'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have a special guest in the building. A friend to the room. Mr. Marlon Wayans is here. Yes, yes, yes. Y'all need some sound Listen, applause. Yes, yes I'm Marlon here Wayans, in the one house. one of my favorite people in the world. What's up, baby girl? How you doing? First of all, congrats on season two of Marlon. It's hard to get renewed on them white networks. Yeah, you, you ain't lying, but boy. But you did it. We, I, mm-hmm. we, we got that uh, that good pick. We got ten episodes, um, uh, which is, you know, better than, like, three. So I'm not happy. I'm not mad about it. But, you know, for me, uh, everybody's like, why not 22? I just get, it gives me more time to do, I'm ADD, so I get to <laughs> do everything. I get to do ten episodes that I could concentrate on to make sure every episode is really funny, and then I can still do my stand-up and tour, and then I can still do a movie or two a year. So, I mean, you know, multiple, multiple streams of revenue. I'm okay. trying to be, there you I'm, go. I'm trying to be like Charlemagne the God, you know. Yeah, I, had the I want a book. Uh, you, <laughs> you know, know my daughter gave me your, for you Christmas. Just... My daughter gave me your book. Wow! wow. Yeah, I only Thank read you. two pages. It's good so far. Like, <laughs> <laughs> great, great intro. I had the opportunity to see you though opening for Dave Chappelle too. I you was there. I was. I was so excited. Oh, I was like, I'm glad I came this night because Marlon Wayans is up. Wow, you was, was there. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was a that was a big night for me because nobody, not really people, many people know I. I do stand up, and that was a big audience. And it's open in front of Dave, and all the comedians on the bill was so funny. And I was just like, Dave was like, "Yo, you want you you want to get on? Come on, come rock, come do some time." <laughs> so I was like, "All right." So I went up, and it was you know, was, I just want to be a part of history. He sold right. out like twenty something shows in one month, which is historic. You know, most comics back in the day, you saw our Radio City twice. You like, yo, Martin sold out Radio <laughs> City five times. Dave sold it out twenty something times. What a monster. So I was like, let me get on that. And feeling the energy of that stage, knowing I was preparing or to do a special, right. I was like, all right, I'm going to drop my, my first my first 15 right here and see how it does. And it was a great response, man. Yeah, people was, laughed. I kinda got, people, some stage. people got up. I was yeah. like, oh! <laughs> Yeah, I heard Netflix offered you fifteen million right after that fifteen million. <laughs> you trying to give a Monique a heart attack. <laughs> you trying to kill Sister Monique. Brother Love trying to kill Sister Monique. She got fourteen million dollars. <laughs> you trying to make a little ponytail nap up. <laughs> you trying to give her hypertension. You trying to kill that woman. No, I I I just and they asked, how much you got for the special? I got five hundred thousand and I made them add one dollar extra to it. <laughs> Just to say I got more. I love, I love the name of the special, though. Woke-ish. Woke-ish, yeah. First of all, I hate the word woke, though. Because I feel like everybody's I... so woke nowadays, they need some sleep. They're so tired, <laughs> No, but, you know, woke is a... I think for where we are right now as a people, woke is a good thing. Because I think a lot of people slept for a long time about the state of where we were as minorities in the world. Because Barack was like, we got a black president. It's yeah. good. no was not good. Right. And when Trump got in office or was headed to the office, all these people coming up, Confederate flags popping up, and you're like, hold up. Wait a second. We're still next. Right. And you was like, <laughs> you know, and it, it woke your ass up and yeah. it made you look at, you know, today's world. You know, all of us were working toward a better world again, which is good. It's good to be woke, you know. But And woke-ish, it's like, I'm up. I see things, but I'm not all the way there. Like, it's like, woke-ish is like uh, a... a I went to see um, Black Panther on the first weekend, but it was a bootleg. So it, it, it's like woke it. Yeah. <laughs> he don't drink, but he smokes weed. What's, what's the point of doing a stand-up now for a comedian uh, in this era? I, I did a special, first of all, because I never did a special. And I want to be, you know, I, I've, I've, in terms of comedy, I've done everything. I've done movies. I've done successful movies. I have, uh, like, hundreds of millions of dollars of box office. They have international success. I've done television. I'm on my second series um, that I produced, I wrote, uh, I I star in, we created, you know. I'm on my second one. And the one feather in my cap I never had was Mm -hmm. stand-up. And and it was like I skipped a step. Mm -hmm. 
And where I'm trying to head, I felt like I got to humble myself and I got to start from scratch because once me and my brother stopped working together, uh, you know, I can't rest on Wayans. We did it. We made a legacy as Wayans. Now I'm sitting there as Marlon mm-hmm. and I'm trying to figure out my identity and who am I because I want Marlon to one day mean something. Like Wayans means something. And so. <laughs> what? It does. Wayans definitely means no, something. No, but I want to like Wayans means something. I wanted Marlin. my first okay, name to, to match my last name. So when you go Marlon Wayans, it means something. As an individual, I had accomplishments. I stand out, stood out on my own, and 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 and, and I, I created me. Because coming up in a family full of giants, it's hard to find your identity. And going off and doing movies, I just... Everything for me right now, I just wanted to get better. So I did stand-up because I wanted to create point of view and perspective of myself and the world. And so that's going to carry into my movies and to to my TV show and help me as an artist to where my journey is now as Marlon. Did you approach Netflix or did they approach you to do Wokish? It was kind of of mutual. Um, I just, I I thought I was, like, we put blood in the water, figured out I was, I was... My, my set, I was, I was getting standing ovations. I was touring. I was doing, I felt good. But nobody really knew I did stand-up. They'd be like, oh, Marlon from, the, you know, from Wayne's Brothers. Yeah, Lane's I was so brothers. hyped when they said you was coming out. I was, was like, like Marlon, do he yeah. do stand-up? And so when I did it, when people came to my show, they'd be like, yo, you you like funny funny. You like, you like stand-up funny. So I was like, you know what? I, I want to show the world, not just, like, America. I want to show the world. This is on Netflix. It's worldwide in 190-something countries. Hundreds of millions of people could see it. And so I was like, that's the biggest platform. It's not about the money. It's about the opportunity to showcase what I can do at the highest level. And the money comes later. And you had Naked on there also. I watched yeah. that. Yeah, that was, that was a, a big hit for Netflix. So, mm-hmm. you let, that, hey, you see me naked. You see that? <laughs> no, that was a, you know what's good about what I'm, like, I feel good about the things I'm doing now because I feel like, I feel like I'm maturing. I'm 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 kind of putting it all together. You know, it's like I'm, I, my first couple of things by myself, I was ridiculous. Because I like being, that's a part of me that likes to be absolutely ridiculous. And then there's a part of me that just don't want to give a f-. And so when I first started, I was just telling people, I don't give a f-. I, If I want to hump a stuffed animal, I'm a f*** it. Yeah, I saw that. I'm a f- three of them. You know what? <laughs> if I'm a f*** a doll, I'm going I'm to make the doll lick my ass. I don't give a f-. I, Oh, it's embarrassing. I don't give a f-. Why'd you do it? Because I f***ing wanted to. And I didn't want to hold no bars. But now I'm understanding story. And now I'm respecting the emotion behind the story. And then I could put in the characters that I do. And now I could put it all together and I go, boom, that's who I am as an artist. I'm a guy that can do, and some drama. I can do it all. So showcase all that I can do in this, whatever platforms I do. It's like even on my TV show, I give a little, a lot of comedy, but a little bit of heart. And that takes you a long way because women like heart. Women like story. And so when I did Naked, it was a romantic comedy where it's still ridiculous and I'm still in these situations that's crazy, but I'm doing it for a reason. I'm I'm respectful to the relationship. I get the girl at the end. Brian McKnight sings and you feel good when you see the movie and girls is like, mm, see Marlon, that, that's the you need to be doing. You can f- the dolls and shit, but like what's the emotional story behind it? Ooh. And so... <laughs> just like that post you just did for your wife. You, you know, my, my, my ex, you yeah, know, ex, um, yes. Ange, you know, I, I, women, I got like almost 100,000. It was uh, her birthday, and you did the sweetest birthday post. Yeah. And people can appreciate that because you guys have such a unique relationship. You learned that from Kevin Hart. No. Kevin talks about his life like now. He talks about this wife. I don't say, I love Kevin, but I don't see no Tory posts. <laughs> I love you, Kevin, but you don't get many of those posts. You know, that was, for me, this is me showing love to, to, to my ex. You know, and I, I, I celebrated. I took away, when, took a family, a friends. We had a ball. Someone came up to me yesterday in a restaurant, and he said, I love your show, Marlon. And I said, thank you. And he goes, no, no, no. Me and my ex-wife, we didn't talk. And I watched that show, and I was like, I want that. So I called her, and we started hanging out, and now we're like best friends. And he said, it changed my life. And he said, I don't know if that story is real, that Marlon, but I said, that's my real life. He goes, man, I thank you so much for that show. Well, and that, that made about. me feel good. Yeah. yeah. All right, we have more with Marlon Wayans. When we come back, we have to talk some of his fellow comedians who so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Marlon Wayans in the building. Charlemagne? Well, let's talk about Pitham. You said you wouldn't attack Kevin Hart in a time of crisis. No. The whole thing with him and Michael Blackson. How'd you feel about that? Um, I don't know all the details, um, but I think it was a sensitive time for Kev. I don't know exactly what happened. I don't know what Mike said. But see, Mike, 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 Mike is like a knuckle brawler. Mike don't have boxing gloves. Blackson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blackson don't have timing. This little crazy African is going to say what he say when he feel like saying it because he does it with himself. So it's you just got to go, man, that's Mike. And once you do that for Kev, it's like, don't get mad about it. You know, and at the time, I think Kev was just going through an actual, um, it was a bad time Absolutely. to go through. It was I, a crisis I, period. Hey, hey, hey yeah. I've been there. Uh, <laughs> we we, we it ain't fun, you know. But you know, so I had more sensitivity about it, mm -hmm. you know. Chappelle, all his friends, you know. But Blackson, I don't think he, you know, him and Blackson, I think they used to be roommates. Like they cool, they boys. So I hope they heal through it. Don't take it personal. And I don't think you know. Sometimes it's not about somebody hating, you know. But you know, sometimes Mike, you can use a little bit more sensitivity. Kev, you at the point, try not to be so sensitive. Now you two, uh, kiss and make up. And, and I like how you said you like black and blacker. Y'all get together. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you said you like to see what's right in a person instead of always focusing on what's wrong. Because yeah, we've man. had comedians critiquing other comedians. Like Faison was up here and said that he thinks Dave Chappelle is whack, which I've never heard. Which, uh, I love Chappelle, I love I love Faison, um, and I, I love Dave, and I think Faison. Um, may have been high. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I'm not insinuating. Uh, maybe somebody put some shit in his coffee. Uh, but he had to be high when you say Dave ain't fun. Dave is, I love Faison. Faison, I, I, we was in uh, uh, Don't Be a Menace Together. But Dave is funny. Dave right. is one of the funniest dudes ever. So you got to look at Faison like, I don't know, brother. You were, you were a little delusional. You had too much sugar today. Um, <laughs> Do things like that make people not want to work with other people? Like if Faison says that and people have a certain loyalty to Dave Chappelle, would that make them be like? I would tell my comedic brothers that if you have a problem with Dave, um, you should call Dave. And you should go, yo, Dave, I don't like X, Y, and Z. Here's how you, you give each other notes. Don't air them out in a public forum. You know what I mean? I would tell Faison, when I see Faison, I hope he don't drag me around like the, the gorilla, uh, drag that little baby in the cage like a Rambe, because I seen him do that to in the mall. Um, but I would sell, sell him respectfully. You know, you say something like that, that hurts somebody's feelings. Because right. Dave... That's his whole craft. It's not only his craft, Dave loves comedians. Mm -hmm. If you know Dave, I, Dave loves the art of comedy. He respects every comedian. He goes, here's what's funny about this guy. Here's what's funny about that guy. I don't, he don't really talk about what he don't like. He goes, eh, it could be better. And he's a, a very genuinely love, loving dude. So when people say stuff like that, you hurt somebody's feelings because he's a friend of yours. So you just don't throw that out there because you, oh, he ain't, no. You have to be respectful because your friend is listening. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with Monique. You, you get your money, but you ain't got to out other people or compare your sp yourself to this. It, you know, because you hurt other people's feelings. If you just called and be like, yo, Dave, how did you get $20 million? Dave will go, all right, well, sit down, get a pen, I'll tell you how to do it. Right. You know, because he's not a hater like that. Right. So I, I always say, you know, and, and, and you know, don't air each other out call each other, you know, because I'm going to tell you something beautiful about white people. White people call each other. They pick up the phone. They'll argue in the, on the phone, and at the end, they'll pick it up again and go, hey, I got this deal that we should do together. Mm -hmm. Brothers, we get all mad. We air yeah. it out, and we don't. That's why we, we burn bridges. Right. We don't build bridges. We have to build bridges, not burn them. When you burn them, they don't burn them. They keep they, these popping. We burn our bridges. I don't do that. I don't ever want to do that, and I'm I'm never going to be that guy that sits there. If I got a problem with somebody, I'll either call them and talk to them or whatever. And, I, you know, I'm all love, and I, I suggest everybody else be loved. So I would say, hey, if y'all got a problem, call Dave. He'll pick up the phone sometime. Just throw a smoke signal. Call his manager. Get in touch.
he'll talk to you. But don't air him out like because that man worked real hard. There's a man that walked away from fifty million yeah. to come back and get hundred fifty. But th- you know how hard it is to walk away from fifty million dollars. No, I don't. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Either. I, I would never. I, I would do all kind of slave movies. I, I do sequels. <laughs> fifty million. You're enslaved in space. Yes, <laughs> lady. <laughs> um, but you know, it, you gotta have respect, you know. And 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 Dave's a, a, one of the giants in the, in the industry. Faison's a friend. He's funny as hell. Um, Monique is funny as hell. I want everybody to get their money, man. And and we gotta call each other and go. How, how did how do you get there? Don't, you don't need to air it out. So that's how you got your fifteen from Netflix because you called Dave. <laughs> you know, nah, you know what's funny for me? It, I I I looked at it and was like, for me, it's not about. The money, the money comes, and there's no denying when it comes. You got to go out there and go, there's a difference between value and worth. Mm. Your value is is what they want to pay you. Your worth is what you feel like they need to be paying you. And see, we all got the ego, and the ego sits there and talks to you and go, hey, I did that $750 million of box office. They should be paying me. I should get, no, I've been around longer than ego would tell you all this negative shit to make you not do the deal. See, you quell that ego, put him in the closet, and you go, what is my value at this point? Okay, now, I'm going to go rock this, and I'm going to become so huge that one day there'll be no question Mm -hmm. when I get my 20, my 25, my 30, my 50, whatever that price is, when I'm selling out the garden five times, when I'm selling out Staples Center, when I'm putting asses in the seat, when my box office and people was lined up like they used to be lined up like Eddie for Eddie Murphy movies, like roaches looking for uh, with breadcrumbs. When I got that, there's no denying they're going to pay you your money. Right. Or if they don't, you got to do what Dave did. Dave said, I'm not waiting. I'm filming my own yeah. specials. They came to him and was like, hey, Dave, what do you got? He goes, I got these specials I filmed. Okay, how much you want for them? Oh. And that's how he did them by himself. He did them by himself. They were years ago. That man made his own project. So, Monique, Mm -hmm. call Dave. Go, Dave, how did you do it? Well, Monique, I filmed them myself. Yeah. You did? How much did that cost you? And he would give you the information. Now, you can't call his get the information. That was the best advice, (laughs) is to film it yourself. Yes. Now, let's talk about this. Your name came up the other day because we were talking about reboots. Martin's possibly coming back with the reboot. Yes. They're talking about maybe the Fresh Prince is going to do a Fresh Princess. People were calling in saying shows they would love to see come back. Somebody said the Wayans Brothers. Of course, people always say in Living Color. What do you think about all these reboots coming um, from those I, shows? I think what people are missing is the nostalgia of the 90s and the physicality of the 90s. See, everybody for comedy right now, comedy, everybody's thinking comedy. It's one single camera. There's no laugh track. You don't know like what's really like popping off funny. There's no audience. There's a bunch of writers sitting and no and respect because it's a different form of comedy. So it's the intellectualization of comedy. You go, oh, that's funny. And you got to think. And you don't sit at home cracking up. You just go, oh, that's funny. But when you watch a sitcom and you hear a live audience, like when I'm on my show and I hear an audience, there's 300 people there that I know when a joke lands, I know when it don't. I know when I'm doing something hilarious because I hear this. I hear this. I hear thunderous laughter and it makes me do more. I know when I did something sweet because they go, oh. That's the stuff that people stop washing the dishes and watch. The I Love Lucy's, the Martins, the Wayans Brothers, because we had laughter, live laughter from the audience simple story with people that was willing to do whatever to get the laughs. And remember, sitcom went away for a long time as a medium. Oh, sitcoms, that's old school. When I did my show, I was like, Marlon, I was like, yo, I want, I want, I want a sitcom. You want a sitcom? Why, why, why don't you do a single camera? I don't, I don't want that. People love the show because they know it's funny. People are laughing. They go, sometimes people go, oh, you got that laugh track. I ain't got no laugh track. That's because in the audience, yeah, yeah, yeah. cracking up at that I'm coming up with right there on the fly because I'm excited to have the audience in front of me. So there is no hiding behind what you think is funny. The audience is the X factor. And I think that's why everybody wants the sitcoms to come back because it's with the live audience. It's, you know, Will, Martin, all of us, we was physical. We ain't give a shit. 
We was fly. We had our, we we was pop culture. We had the we had the the gear on. You know the Mecca. The mm-hmm. we were the Jordans. We was we was fly. So I think they want that nostalgia back on TV in that way live. All right, we got more with Marlon Wayans. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Marlon Wayans in the building. Charlemagne. As a family, do y'all debate where y'all are ranked? Cause you said you want to be known as Marlon, but mm-hmm. what, do y'all do y'all debate where y'all are ranked? None of us. I, I don't. I don't compete with my brothers. You know I can't. I can't compete with my brothers. My brothers are giants to me. Those are. My, you know what the beauty of what my life is is that I grew up in a house. Everybody talk about their idols and their lay legends, and the, you understand that I had the 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 gift of growing up in the house with my idols, legends. My brothers, that was doing it. I used to watch. Damien used to take me and Sean when we was nine years old. Put us on the train and we go to Boston to watch him do stand up all weekend long. We just sit in the crowd and he put us on the train and we'd watch him do stand up. Keenan flew us out to Living Color. I mean, to I'ma get you sucking. We was on the set at 11 and 12, just being crazy, being extras. We grew up watching the process of learning to do it, and now it's funny because. I can actually execute that, but I would never want to compete with my brother. They go, who's the funniest? We, you'll never hear any of us go, I am. No, we always go, my mother. Because first of all, I'm not going to be pit up against my brother. I love him. And we are all funny in a different way. There's something great about each and every one of us. We're all equally as funny, which is different, whatever your flavor is. But everybody works just as hard. Everybody puts all their time and effort and energy into this craft. And if you, we did a tour, me, Sean, Damon, and Keenan, we got five stand ovations in in one every night. Five stand ovations. Everybody went on. I went on first, stand ovation. Sean went on second, stand ovation. Damon and everybody had to work for that stand ovation. Then then we switch. And then at the end, we all came on stage together and did a bit. And we was it was really funny, and they gave us another standing ovation. That's my family. We are all dope and different. It's the same thing with comedians. If me, Chappelle, Ra, um, Kev, all of us go on, on, on one night and one show, we're all so different. You go, I like each and every one of them. We're but you all feel funny. a little bit of healthy competition. Like, no. I got to never? No, my competition is me. I, this whole journey that I've been going on by myself was never to go, I'm going to be the best wins. No, this was something that happened. We all we did the tour, and we was at this place where I wanted to do stuff, and Sean wanted to do his own thing, and Ken wanted to, everybody wanted to do their own thing. And I was sitting there going, I got to find who, who who's Marlon. Mm-hmm. I never had time to go, who's Marlon? Because I was always busy helping the be a, a Wayans and wanting to be a Wayans, but when that lonely moment comes of, all right, well, who are you? That's the thing that kicks you in the ass and puts you on a stage, makes you start writing scripts, makes you go, if I did a sitcom for 100 shows, what would it be? My life. What is my life? What is my thoughts? Me and Sean, we did our life growing up as brothers, as Wayans brothers. That relationship, we can do anytime, anywhere. And I'm telling you, after this Marlin journey is done, oh, we gonna do Wayans again. Damon, Keenan, all we gonna do Wayans again. Sean, we gonna do it again. You know, and you ask, I, I would do like Wayans Brothers again on Netflix. I'll do that ten episodes of Marlon. I'll do ten episodes of of of, of Wayans Brothers on Netflix. I'll do that because yeah, I love right, my but brother. John Witherspoon ain't getting no younger. <laughs> <laughs> John like money so much, he'll be in the coffin right like there. this <laughs> <laughs> with, with the with the white shoes on. <laughs> That's a, another thing, Faison said when he was here. He said he feel like the Wayans, Keenan and Damon, they don't get the, the respect they deserve. Like, we should be holding them up as kings of comedy. And I was like, I'm like, who doesn't? Um, I thought we do. I think that some people just don't know. You know what I mean? But if you have, if you talk to Dave, Dave will tell you, ah, man, if it wasn't for a living color, I, I, ah, man, they, they helped me so much on Chappelle's show. Or, you know, Damon, man, I used to watch Damon, and Damon was like a hero of mine. Or Chris would, I was talking to Chris the other night, he goes, you know who's dope? Your brother, Damon. Damon, I used to watch Damon go on stage, and we talked about Damon, and, you know, we talk about Keenan, and every, all of our, everybody who loves comedy or is in comedy, they do hold my family to, uh, my, especially my brothers Damon and Keenan and, and, and Kim and for that show and and they do. 
Um, but the audience, you know, it, that was this is a new audience. They don't know in living color unless they Google it. Right. They don't know uh, Damon's great stand-up specials. They don't know about handyman. They don't mm-hmm. know that you know about even like white chicks and these things like that. They don't. They don't know that. And you don't. We don't do it to be the greatest family ever. Or we gonna be the geniuses. We just do it because we love it. We uh, it makes us smile to make people smile. It helps heal us with uh, the pains in our life. And we just do this and express it because we love it. And how lucky are we that we love it? And one day when it's all said and done, you don't sit there and go, I'm the greatest. I'm a legend. I'm a goat. No, you do the work. And the audience will tell you what you was when you're gone. I want to do material that that's what's going to make me live forever. If I do a sitcom that's so funny, 100 episodes, I don't want a bad episode. I tell my writers all the time, no, this is not good. I know, but it's funny. It's funny. No, no, it's not funny enough. I want classic for me. Why you work so hard on tape night? Because when I die, this is what people will have to remember me. Mm -hmm. I'm leaving behind smiles. That's my legacy. When I do my stand-up and I do my special, I want to do some bullshit out there. I want to do the best that I can at that moment, and then I want to grow and evolve, but I want to leave it all on the stage. I'm sweating. I'm drenching my shirt. D-Ray said, you sweat so much on stage, your shirt is melting. (laughs) I am. You know why? Because I'm working. Some people go, you trying too hard. Yes, I am, because that is coming. I ain't easy with it, and that's not my style. And if you don't like it, you ain't got to watch it. But one day, you'll come around, or if you don't, You'll see your kids laugh, and they'll go, huh, did I miss something? Yeah, you did. You're so busy hating that he was so busy being great, and you missed it. You sweat a lot here at the Breakfast Club. I do. Y'all think, think I'm on say, drugs, man. Yeah, I ain't on drugs. I'm about this other Vitamins, time. man. Yeah, I, I sweat. I wear velour. <laughs> velour. I got an expensive watch on. I don't know if it's going to rob me outside. Mm-hmm. I, I sweat, man. I know Marlon has to go this day. Yeah. I would. I mean, this, but, I, I want to see a, a Wayne's Brothers documentary, like how they did the Defiant Ones with Dre mm-hmm. and, yeah. and Jimmy. I yeah. want to see something like that. Because y'all have some great footage. I'm sure you what? have things we've never seen before. Yeah, I, I would love to. Maybe That'd be, that'd be dope. Because the story needs to be told. Yeah, one day. One day, I just got you know. It's kind of hard to getting all of us on the same page. You know, I I I see why uh, Lionel Richie uh, keep going back and forth with uh, what's them that group, the Commodores, because you getting to agree on stuff. I see why Bobby Brown keep leaving the new edition. Yeah. I get it. It's you hard. You ain't seen all the Wu Tang together. In, no, in it's years. hard. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, one day though, is one there, day. Is there anything else we should know about that you have coming? I up? got wokeish. Sure. I please watch my special. You can hit me on Instagram at Marlon Wayans, Twitter at Marlon Wayans, Snapchat. Respects to to everybody that watched it, even the ones that's hating, which is rare. I, it's all been love. It's scary. I'd be looking at my my. Twitter, like, well, I'm not used to it. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to people like loving. So the last couple of things I've been doing, my show, Naked, the wokeish. I'm like, it, it's the maturation of of myself as Marlon as an artist. And when's season two of Marlon? Season two of Marlon uh, should be premiering, I think, in April or May. Make sure you watch it. Go to NBC, get the NBC app, or go to Amazon, and you can watch it for $2 each episode. Watch them, and then uh, let me know. It's a show that you watch, and it uh, it becomes an addiction. I love Brisha, man. She's a star. I tell her that all the time. She be sitting in my my kitchen sometime, and I be be lighting up, because, once again, it's that, that Keenan in me. I talk to... I talk to Diallo. I talk to Essence. I talk to them because I talk to their hearts because I talk to their spirit. Because for me, if this is the greatest thing you do, I failed. Mm. What are you going to be after this? Mm. That's going to make me feel like I did something. I believe in people. I believe in the best in people. And Brisha Webb is a star, a superstar. It's one day they all going to know Tiffany Haddish. I knew Tiffany was going to be somebody. I put on this show, Funniest Wins. Mm -hmm. I remember I knew it. I knew that girl was, you know, I see it. We we have that eye. I, and I, and that show was designed for me to tell them how to be the best them. I don't want if this show is just the beginning. This is your alpha, your omega is endless. It never stops. So I'm proud of Tiffany. I'm proud of everybody that who a, a conversation I had. People hit me on Instagram. They DM me, how do you write? And I give them five books they should read. I, I'm always generous like that, man. So um, um, I see the great in everybody. So y'all be great. Check out Wokish. Hope I'm great, too. Marlon Wayans, y'all. That was inspirational this morning. Club. Always. <laughs> ha! Preacher Marlon. <laughs> the Breakfast Club.
Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Little Wayne. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. Yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, Lil Wayne has put out a new song, and that song is called Visine. It sounds pretty good, by the way. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, make sure you do. And they are saying, of course, he's taking some shots at Birdman. Here is that verse on the song. No one man should have all that power if you can't afford to pay the light bill. All right, so I don't know if you guys understood that. No, he said, no man should have all that power if he can't afford to pay. Play it again. Pay the light bill. No one man should have all that power if you can't afford to pay the light bill. Well, Birdman, right. Birdman don't pay his light bill? I don't know. Uh, they also say... I, I just want, how do y'all figure out about Birdman? Seriously, I'm trying to figure this out. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they're saying. But I want you to hear more of the song. Check it out. Hold up, a nigga found the flow. Started from the bottom, bitch. Never been monogamous. Never been monotonous. Never been anonymous. Money is unanimous. Always had accomplices. Always had conglomerates. Always let the chopper clip stick out like a bottom lip. You running out of time, so you better know what time it is. You running out of tears, and you running out of volunteers. Young mula, bitch, I died for the logo. Cocaine price low, call out a low blow. Tunch you like Pablo. Keys in a rowboat. Tunch you in a yado. Still don't showboat. Sipping on the slowpoke. Moving like a tugboat. Smoking like a steamboat. Flick off on the love boat. Better read the ransom note before you read the love note. Don't know if it's so throw. Deep on the cutthroat. I mean, that sounds good. That's a damn shame Lil Wayne back snapping and don't nobody care. Nah, he's well, the, nah, the Carter 5 is supposed to be coming out this year, and I'm okay. sure people are excited for it. I'm still it. waiting on Jay Electronic album, too. And Detox, by the way. Okay? Now, all, of the, all of those but albums going in that Lil category. Wayne has You'll been get one out of three, Wayne I'm sure. has been putting out songs. You can't deny that. He back snapping. I just, I just don't nobody care. No, it's, like, sure it's, almost it's, like, it's almost like they take Wayne for granted at this point. All right, well, that is... Or, or maybe he's been on ice so long that people just not expecting him to put out any heat. I think it's been hard for him trying to, to go through everything he's been going through as far as label issues and struggles to be able to promote the way that he wants to. He put out a couple of blah records uh, a couple of years ago, but now he's, now he's back to spitting, and I hope people will remember that, the, the old little way. That's exactly what it is. He put out... He had a, he had a bad little run mm-hmm. he was putting out stuff that was trash, <laughs> and so people kind of backed up off him. I see that, yeah. All right, Childish Gambino is going to be going on tour with Ray Sherman. He made that announcement on Twitter. Now, tickets do start going on sale this Friday. So dates for the shows actually start on September 6th in Atlanta, Georgia, and they end on September 30th in Vancouver. Charges Gambino and Ray Shmermer? Yep. I'm not mad at that one. Shout out to Ray Shermer. They were actually in New York for a Reebok event yesterday. Mm. I guess they have a deal with Reebok. All right, now Jordan Peele talks about becoming a director, and it's all because of Whoopi Goldberg. He was only 12 years old when Whoopi got her 1991 Oscars win, and that was for Ghost. Here was Here's what Jordan Peele had to say. I almost didn't do it because I didn't believe that there was a place for me. Whoopi Goldberg and her acceptance speech for Best Supporting Actress for, for Ghost was a huge inspiration to me. And, the, and when I got nominated, one of the first things I did was reach out and call her and thank her for uh, telling young people who maybe doubted themselves that they can do it. So um, I hope that this does the same and inspires more people to use their voices. Well, let's flash back to that speech that Whoopi gave back in 1991. I want to thank everybody who makes movies. I come from New York. As a little kid, I lived in the projects. And you're the people I watched. You're the people wanted, made me want to be an actor. I'm so proud to be here. I'm proud to be an actor. And I'm going to keep on acting. And thank you so much. All right, Jordan Peele said it's about paying it forward to the young people who might not believe they could achieve the highest honor in whatever craft they want to push for. Okay. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yes, sir. Who are you giving that donkey to? Oh, man, this is when clout chasing goes all the way wrong. We need this guy named Terry Bryant to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Come on. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Charlemagne the Devil? (laughs) The Breakfast Club. Yes. Donkey of the Day for Tuesday, March 6th goes to a now well-known flexor by the name of Terry Bryant. Now, I saw this story on TMZ and Shade Room yesterday. And first thing I said to myself was he need his ass beat. 
See, we live in an era of clout chasers, ladies and gentlemen. People want attention more than they want money. I mean, people seek attention so much that I'm starting to think there is somewhere in America where likes and retweets pay the bills. I'm serious. The Internet is like another planet nowadays. I don't even know where the people on the Internet reside at in real life. The people I see on the Internet, I don't meet in real life. I don't encounter that kind of rhetoric. I don't encounter that kind of logic. Nothing that I see online, I run into in real life. And it's confusing to me because we've been on social media a long time, since the MySpace days, okay? I've seen the shift in online culture 15 years ago. The internet was an escape from the real world. Now the real world is an escape from the internet because it's a very small minority of people online who, who are who they say they are. Now, Terry Bryant is one of those people who clearly likes to escape the truth of the real world to live a lie online. If you pick up your New York Post this morning and turn to page six, if you're not in New York, you can just Google Terry Bryant. But it's a black man on the front page of the New York Post, and he's holding an Oscar in his hand. Now, that's not unusual. Because after this past Sunday, I saw a lot of brothers holding Oscars that weren't theirs. But when they took a picture which said Oscar, the owner of the Oscar was with them. For example, I saw Diddy holding an Oscar, but it was Kobe's, and Kobe was in the picture. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that type of flexing. You're just bringing up your man who won an Oscar. Perfectly cool. But this guy, Terry Bryant, has taken cloud chasing to a new level. In fact, in the past, he's posted images holding awards. Last year at the Vanity Fair party, he was holding up an Oscar. In another post, he held up a Screen Actors God Award and said, I proclaim it in Jesus' name, my SAG Award. And in another post, he said, 2018 SAG Awards, thank you, Lord God, for your many blessings and favor. Boy, Terry Bryant, you playing with God like that, I know for a fact he sends all your prayers to this spam folder. Talking about you highly favored. Your name never pops up as a favorite on Jesus' Netflix account when you lying on him like that, okay? Oh, and it gets worse. Terry Bryant last year at the MTV Awards, held up the popcorn trophy on Instagram and said it was awesome at the 2017 MTV Awards hashtag win. And what to me, well, this, to, to me, this has to be the most impressive of them all. He has used the moniker DJ Matari to attend Michael Jackson's funeral. I don't know who was running the guest list for Michael Jackson's funeral, but clearly they don't work for Rock Nation. He made it in? He made it in. Oh, my goodness. All right. If you want to keep people out of a function, you need whoever runs the list for the Rock Nation brunch, whoever was running the list for that secret Oscars party JMB had the other night, because I guarantee you DJ Matari would not be getting in. Side note, why is it so easy to get in Legends funerals? I'm still trying to figure out how my father got on stage at James Brown's funeral, but what? that's neither here nor there. Now, I want to describe Terry Bryant to you before I tell you why he's getting donkier today. Terry Bryant looks like the fourth or fifth member of every R&B group in the 60s. Okay, kids, turn to your parents and ask your mama about the Temptations. She probably knows David Ruffin. She probably knows Otis Williams. Probably knows Melvin Frank. She might know Eddie Kendricks, but she don't know that fifth guy. All right? Parents, turn to your kids and ask them about the ASAP Bob. They know Rocky. They know Ferg. They might know Twelvey, but they don't know the other two on stage with them. That's Terry Bryant. Clearly, he rented a tuxedo from Men's Warehouse. Okay, he's got this sleek, slick back ponytail, all right? Definitely had a, a nylon and bore bristle brush that he used to smooth out them strands. He definitely used a little quarter-sized amount of hair gel serum to provide hold. But it won't make the hair feel to look hard and crunchy, okay? He definitely spread it all over his head to give it that wanted sheen, all right? He definitely got a little spritz on it, too, for a little more right. Okay, and I can't prove it, but I think he's securing his ponytail with a bungee, all right? You know what? Now, I'm saying all that to say he looks like a complete con artist, and that's exactly what he is because Terry Bryant on Sunday night stole Frances McDormand's Oscar. Frances McDormand won the Best Actress Award at the Oscars for her role in Three Billboards. Dropping the clues bombs for her, okay? I, I, I saw her acceptance speech. She, mm -hmm. seems, like she a, a great speech. seems like a lovely older woman. Nothing about her says steal from me unless you are a complete trash human being. And that's exactly what Terry Bryant is. Terry Bryant stole Frances McDormand's Oscar, took it right off her table at the governor's ball. And by the way, he didn't have a ticket to be in there. And then he did what everybody does nowadays when they commit a crime. He took Took it to social media. Would you like to hear this cloud chaser, this well-known flexor, mm -mm -mm. front for Facebook? Well, here you go. Got this tonight. This is mine. We got it tonight, baby. Huh? Huh? Governor's ball, baby. Woo! Happy to be Congratulations! Congratulations! Touch it! Touch What's up, everybody? Look at I got this. This is mine. Woo! That's crazy. I love you, Face Bees. Academy Awards, baby, for music. You know what? I can't believe I got this. A lot of sheen and spritz. Mm -mm -mm. I don't know if it's a bungee. For the well, music first, category. First of all, first of all, let's talk about that. When you're a black man at the Oscars, 
or any Oscars after party and you running around saying that you're an Oscar winner, you look suspicious. Okay, it's not a lot of black male Oscar winners, okay? I know that a lot of white people think all black men look alike, but Terry Bryant, you look nothing like Sidney Poitier. You look nothing like Cuba Gooden Jr. You look nothing like Morgan Freeman. You look nothing like Forrest Whitaker. You look nothing like Denzel Washington. You look nothing like Marcella Ali. You look nothing like Jamie Foxx. You look nothing like Kobe Bryant. You look nothing like Jordan Peele. None of them Negroes got a sleek, sexy, slick back ponytail, okay? There's only two black men at the Oscars that night that should have had Oscars in their hand. And that's Kobe Bryant and Jordan Peele. Only way Terry Bryant, they would have accepted you having an Oscar is if you said you was holding it for somebody. That was absolutely the dumbest thing you could do because that black man with an Oscar is a very rare club. You running around as a black man with an Oscar? Only black people who look more suspicious than you with an Oscar was 3-6 Mafia. Plus, a black man winning an Oscar for Best Actress is weird, too. That's the fact. But he said he was wanted for music. I don't think nobody looked at the fine print. <laughs> and, and by the way, if 3-6 Mafia didn't win that award on TV, nobody would believe they had one either, all right? Terry Bryant stole that Oscar at the governor's ball and then walked around the governor's ball taking pics. He didn't even try to go to another party. <laughs> taking pics with it, letting people pose with it. And as soon as Terry Bryant got off Facebook, Security at the event was alerted, all right? They already knew to be on the lookout for Francis McDormand's missing Oscar. They tracked down Terry Bryant, which wasn't hard because he was right across the room, and he was arrested on Sunday for suspicion of felony grand theft with bail set at 20K. Now, do you think a man with a rented tuxedo from Men's Warehouse and a sleek, slick back ponytail got 20K for bond bail? I doubt it. Nope. And he did it all in the name of clout. Please allow Remy Ma to give Terry Bryant the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker, you dumb. It can't, it can't be that serious. But what, what, does anybody know what he does? He's a con artist. <laughs> he got, I ain't gonna lie, he got pictures with everybody. Oh, God. I mean, Quincy Jones, I mean, once They probably Beyonce, figured that you're in the party. Yeah, once you in the room, you got Boy, pictures with Beyonce. Mariah, yes, Beyonce, he has two pictures with Beyonce. Oh, man, Rock Nation brunch sucks then. Rock Stevie Nation, Wonder. Uh, okay, let me take that back about Rock Nation security. Let me see. Mariah yeah, Carey, he got two pictures with Beyonce. Let me see right now. All right, hold on. Here's one right here. Boy, Jay, you slipping. It, it, there's one right there. See, it's here. <laughs> I can't believe Hov slipping like him? that. Yes. Hey, I'm going to show you another one. He got two. Hov, how you that well known that clout chaser get that close to Beyonce. Oh, let me get the he other had one. An Oscar. We've seen Beyonce. No, he had no damn Oscar. Remember when Beyonce came to Powerhouse? Could yes. anybody get near Beyonce? Uh, other than Baby Jake? Just Baby Jake. And Baby Jake, nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Baby Jake got Come that on. picture. He got the picture. Oh, here's another one. He got a picture with Queen Maxine. Is this the other one with Beyonce? It's two right there. He put two there. You see him? I cannot believe this. <laughs> see? This why Jay's so strict right now. Yeah. This why Jay making y'all sign NDAs and all kind of crazy stuff like that. He's hanging this out why, with Jimmy Kimmel. This why it's Aretha so hard Franklin. to get in the Rock Nation brunch right there because of Terry Brunch. Betty White, Halle Berry. All right. Wow. Well. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So by now, we all know that Jay-Z and Beyonce had their first ever Oscar party. Word on the street is it's going to be an annual event. And close friends didn't even know where it was until it was happening. They said only about 200 people were admitted. It was in Chateau Marmont's garage, and they actually had a casino-themed space. They said the staffers at the event were told not to refer to Jay-Z and Beyonce by name, but only as the host and hostess, because nobody was supposed to know about this top-secret location. Nicki Minaj, by the way, was spotted. You know, she hasn't been out and about really? too much, and there's pictures of her actually going to the party as well. I'm sure you out saw in those LA. pictures. Yeah. Okay. So meanwhile, they got all of these top-secret parties. It's so difficult to get in the Rock Nation brunches. But Terry Bryant, the same guy who stole Francis McDormand's Oscar, can get two pictures with Beyonce on the red carpet? Well, that's his lifelong friend. According to his He's Instagram stupid. caption, right. yes. So maybe it is. Now, Jay-Z and Beyonce also might be going on the run, too. That tour is supposedly coming soon, and that's all because it was posted on Beyonce's Facebook and on Ticketmaster, an announcement that had a date for the tour July 30th in Philly, but those posts were deleted very quickly. They do have a screenshot of the Facebook page post and everything. I'm excited about this. That means new album. Right, that's... That's what that means. That don't mean that. And, you I'm know, sure the it DJ does. Khaled new single is also a nice precursor for that new album. Usually they happen. go in the room when they when they they usually do tours when they have an album. No, when they when they did last album they didn't go they didn't have an album out together. They've never, they never had an album out together. <laughs> what are you talking about? Why do I listen You're to right. you? Why, why am I 
Why does DJ? I've been working know. with this man eight years, and I know he don't know what he's talking about. I why do why, why I even fall for that just you now? Sure, but on the they've right, never what, done an album. What about an album at the time? They released. She didn't she oh, release okay. album? Oh, you know what? Let me shut up. On the run is my song, though. I'm not gonna lie. So on the run part two would be awesome. All right, Envy. Now Jamel Hill. I'm googling it. This is an interesting situation. <laughs> Ex-ESPN legal analyst Adrian Lawrence is suing ESPN. Now, some of the allegations that she has, she says they keep scorecards at ESPN and rank and list each female colleague based on sexual attraction. They frequently watch porn in the presence of female colleagues. They openly describe female celebs with whom they would like to have sex and then wonder what those celebs taste like during sex. Just a lot of different things that she has alleged happen at ESPN. So basically, they're having like a man talk around... A woman. That's what it sounds like to me. Well, listing and ranking your fellow colleagues who are women is and that's pretty dumb to do in front of. That's pretty dumb to do in front of one of your fellow colleagues. And they, she said that she said they make pregnant broadcasters feel as if they could lose their jobs if they take time off. All kinds of things. So these are just allegations right now. Now, one of the things that Adrian Lawrence also said was that Chris Berman left a racist voicemail for Jamil Hill. Well, Jamil Hill has responded and said that never happened. She said, a few years ago, I had a personal conflict with Chris Berman, but the way this conflict has been characterized is dangerously inaccurate. Chris never left any racially disparaging remarks on my voicemail, and our conflict was handled swiftly and with the utmost professionalism. I felt as if my concerns were taken seriously by ESPN and addressed in a way that made me feel like a valued employee. So she's saying that never happened in that manner. Yikes. I feel sorry for this young lady because she's standing alone in this situation, and I'm sure if the environment at ESPN is what she says it is. I'm sure other women have experienced that, so she shouldn't be standing alone. All right, now, a federal judge has ordered that Martin Shkreli has to hand over that Wu-Tang album and also Lil Wayne's Carter Five album. So he was convicted of securities fraud last year, as you know, and he's been ordered to pay $7.3 million in assets, which includes those two albums. He had the Carter Five? Yes. I didn't know he had the Carter Five. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he bought that one either. Yes, somehow he illegally managed to get that Carter Five album. He purchased it through a back channel deal, and he even, if you recall, leaked some of those tracks. And Little Wayne had threatened legal action against him. Mm. All right. Well, he also has to pay five million dollars in cash and an E-Trade brokerage account, and also give up his stake in the drug company and a Pablo Picasso painting that he owns. Well, when you don't do right by Ghostface, that's what happens to you. He's also facing up to ten years in federal prison. He'll be sentenced March 9th. God bless. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Up next is the People's Choice Mix. Let me know what you want to hear at DJMV. 800-585-1051. We'll get your request in. Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.